You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. Hi, Lamar Jackson was given the non-exclusive franchise tag by the Baltimore Ravens yesterday. Uh, for what it's worth, I think the Ravens still want Lamar Jackson to be their quarterback. They issued a statement that said as much from Executive Vice President and General Manager Eric DaCosta of the Ravens said, having not yet reached an, a long-term agreement with Lamar Jackson, we will use the franchise tag. There have been many instances across the league and in Baltimore when a player has been designated with the tag and signed a long-term deal that same year. We will continue to negotiate in good faith with Lamar, and we are hopeful that we can strike a long-term deal that is fair to both Lamar and the Ravens. Our ultimate goal is to build a championship team with Lamar Jackson leading the way for many years to come. So that matches what John Harbaugh has said in press conferences. They want Lamar Jackson to be their quarterback. They just can't agree on the price for his services and, more importantly, the guaranteed money that they give him. Lamar Jackson reportedly wants a deal that's in line with what Deshaun Watson got from Cleveland, which is looking like a really bad deal right now. So it's a little strange that there were more reports about teams that were out on Lamar Jackson, <laughs> him having been given the the franchise tag where he's allowed to negotiate with other teams, than teams that are interested in Lamar Jackson. Field Yates was one of the national media members who tweeted yesterday, teams not interested in Lamar Jackson, reportedly. Atlanta, Miami, Carolina, Washington, Las Vegas, which brings all sorts of collusion accusations into the mix with owners, including... You tell me, Seth, if this is an accusation, it may be a veiled accusation of collusion by one Justin James Watt. J.J. Watt tweeted this yesterday. Why are all these teams so publicly out on Lamar Jackson, an MVP in his prime at the most important position in the entire NFL? What am I missing here? Mm. End of tweet. (laughs) (laughs) So is that a saying it without saying it? Yes. uh, J.J.'s not a dummy. Yes. Yes. Um, I don't know. The collusion is always a tricky thing when you like it's way it's always hard to prove collusion in any area of life. But then especially in the NFL, because they are all business partners. So it's not really a lot of things that would be collusion in the real world aren't actually collusion in the NFL. They're like collusion because it violates the spirit of the collective bargaining and agreement or something like that. Um, I think that most likely this the like as opposed to being some vast league-wide conspiracy that everybody got together and said hey okay guys here's the thing we're going to all uh make it really easy for the ravens and not uh and just and not bid on lamar jackson because we don't like him that much anyway i think it it makes a lot more sense that at least at this stage teams feel that the ravens are going to re-sign lamar jackson and that they'll probably match whatever offer a team makes so if a team makes what they think is a fair offer, A, they may alienate whichever quarterback they have on the roster at the time. Remember, the Falcons ended up having to trade away Matt Ryan after they made a, a clumsy lunge at, at Deshaun Watson. And uh, it's just it's, it, it's like a whole big scenario for something that might be kind of like when a woman asks a guy to dance just to make her husband jealous. Like, you don't want to be yeah. that guy. No. There's a whole lot of drama 
just so you can make your husband jealous and end up back having good makeup sex with him that night. Right. I don't want to be the guy that enables Lamar Jackson and John Harbaugh to have hot makeup sex. Makeup okay? sex. No, you don't want yeah. to be that guy. Yeah. That's what, well, meanwhile, maybe with a black eye uh, in the middle of right, it all because right. Lamar, Lamar digs it when John comes in and gets possessive, you know? <laughs> right. Exactly. Don't want to so be that guy. Lamar, Lamar misinterprets jealousy for caring right. is the problem. It's very dysfunctional. <laughs> so... So, <laughs> yeah, um, I, so teams just don't want to deal with it or bother with it. And, uh, you know, this used to be, which whether you want to call it collusion or not, used to be that way with restricted free agents. It was very, very rare for teams to make a play for another team's restricted free agent if that team actually liked the guy. Yeah, because you know, it was one of those things where like, all right, great. I'm just going to, you know, I'm either going to the. the I make it hard for this other guy. There, it was more like collusion because it almost was a gentleman's agreement not to go after restricted free agents. So that was different than the situation I just described. That was more like collusion. I don't think it's like that in this situation. Here's why. Here's why. So I have two reasons why it's. I think it's accusing the league and the owners of collusion is is um, is wrong. It's 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 incorrect. Um, and, and I say this with the preface that I understand people not trusting NFL owners. I totally get it. They were hiding money from players a few years ago. You know what I mean? Oh, no, yeah, no, they totally 100% do stuff that is sketchy. Yeah, and concussions for yeah. years and years and years. Yeah. Totally, totally. Yeah. So I'm prefacing, I understand that. But here's why this particular instance, it doesn't, it doesn't pass the smell test for me. One is that there have been at least two other massive quarterback contract extensions given out since Deshaun Watson. Yeah. So it's not as though Deshaun Watson signed this deal and then everything's at a standstill. Denver had no problem paying Russell Wilson $250 million with way less guaranteed than Deshaun. Uh, Arizona had no problem paying Kyler Murray what on paper was $250 million or $230 million like Deshaun, but with way less guaranteed, not the whole thing like Deshaun. So that's number one. So there are deals that have been getting done. You know, there are teams out there that have said, no, we're, we think our guy is worth this guaranteed, not what Cleveland did, which brings me to my other point. If you're trying to prove that the league is colluding against Lamar Jackson, I will counter by saying the Deshaun Watson contract was handed out by one of the historically dumbest organizations in the league, the Cleveland Browns. The burden of proof is much harder on the person trying to prove collusion than the person, me, trying to prove that the Browns are a dumb organization. I feel like that's much easier to prove. I guess that's the other side of it, too, is that if Lamar Jackson's contract's demands are whatever they are, and I know it's not that they... They they claim that it's not as much as Deshaun Watson's, whatever it might be. Um, that a lot of teams just aren't willing to pay that much if they yeah. they don't want to pay a Deshaun Watson caliber contract. So they're going to be out on it until there's more information that maybe something different going to happen. And that's why this. And honestly, that's why right now Lamar Jackson needs an agent. It's not like I totally think that a lot of guys can manage themselves and represent themselves. And, and Laramie Tunsil has done it. Other guys have done it well. But it depends on the guy and it depends on the situation. You know, just like not every agent is a good agent, not every player is a guy capable of representing himself. Um, I have no idea if Lamar Jackson is or is not. In this specific situation, I don't think any player is really able to represent himself because this involves a lot of nuance and a lot of situations that are way atypical. And involve, you know, multiple teams that might not trust entirely what the process is or how it's going to go. This is where having a, a proven agent that 
knows what he's doing, can talk to people behind the scenes, can keep things quiet, can do all those things, can talk about realistically maybe, okay, look, we don't want the Deshaun Watson contract, but this is our, you know, we're willing to bend this much. Like, that's, that's all stuff that can't quite get done right now with Lamar Jackson acting as his own agent. So that's, uh, like, it would be worth it for everybody involved if Lamar Jackson would get an agent. Yeah. I think it would be better for the Ravens. I think it would be better for the for. Lamar Jackson, it might end up being better for some team that actually could could sign him, but there's just there are way too many moving parts right now. No matter how smart you are, no matter what a great lawyer you'd be, if you go to law school or something, if you're representing yourself in this particular situation, you're cutting yourself short. Um, I think some of these teams that are declaring they're not in on Desh- on uh, Lamar Jackson, I think some of them should be in on Lamar Jackson. You know, even yeah. ones like Atlanta. It's picking eighth in the draft. You're picking eighth in the draft. You're, by definition, one of the worst teams in the league. But we know how much a quarterback can can change things. I think Atlanta should be in on him. I think I think Carolina will be in on him at some point. You know, we know Dave Tepper, the owner of the Panthers. He's almost like the Steve Cohen of the NFL. Like, if there were no salary cap in the NFL, I feel like Dave Tepper would be the guy doing what the Mets are doing in baseball, where he would just be spending like crazy, bringing players in. But he can't do that. In the NFL, because the salary cap is a hard salary cap. Washington needs a quarterback. Um, Las Vegas needs a quarterback. Houston needs a quarterback, but I don't think the Texans should be in on Lamar Jackson. But that is an interesting, and to that point, we've got some texts here about Lamar Jackson from uh, from listeners to the show. 5640 on the trailer wheel and frame text page. I don't know if you guys have talked about this yet, but if the Texans got involved with Lamar, would the two picks have to be our own, or could we send the Cleveland picks I've seen in multiple places it's got to be your picks. So that yeah. would mean the second pick in this draft and then whatever your pick is in 2024. Yeah. yeah. So By the way, I said make up sex with a black eye, not a black guy. Yeah, black <laughs> E-Y-E. Yeah. Which it's a Why whole you, different yeah, it's a whole different tone to the conversation. <laughs> yeah. If I said make up sex with <laughs> it's make up sex with a black eye. Eye, yes. Yeah. Yeah, the, the body part, right? Um, the, the black eye being with the guy that was dancing with the, the married woman. So, right. like, John Harbaugh comes in, finds out that Nick Casario's been dancing with his best gal, and punches Casario in the face. So then Casario has the black eye. Uh, yes, exactly right. Um, thumbs up on the Ravens' decision to do this with Lamar Jackson? I think it's a thumbs up. I think it's smart. Let let somebody else go establish the value. I, I, I think he's going to get a lesson on what his value actually is around the league with well, this Well, but that's, I guess that's the problem, though, too. If, if what's dampening the market, let's say, okay, just for the sake of argument right now, let's say it's not widespread collusion of some sort. Um, let's just say that it's a lot of teams feel like the Ravens are going to match whatever offer they make. So they don't want to involve themselves in the drama. Then I guess it's still like Lamar Jackson still might not feel good about it. The Ravens, the Ravens like genuinely probably really want other teams to make an offer. That's where I think, that's where I think the collusion, the the collusion accusations are probably wrong. It's that really the Ravens do this hoping that Lamar Jackson gets not just one offer, but multiple offers, and that the value is determined then, and Lamar Jackson can, can feel good about saying, like, all right, well, this is what the market was, and I'm cool with you guys giving me this. Um, then, like, then everybody's happy, because I think the Ravens genuinely want Lamar Jackson to stay. The problem is, if, if all those other teams aren't making any offers, then that doesn't get done. Nobody's happy. Yeah. I mean, there, look, there's a chance he plays on the franchise tag. 
There's a chance he holds out. Who knows? Um, text message. Trailer wheel and frame text page. Trailer wheel and frame. 0386. It makes no sense that Carolina and Atlanta are not wanting to get into the mix, considering they were willing to sell the farm for Watson, who had 26 sexual assault allegations against him. It's baffling, especially when Lamar has achieved at higher heights. Okay. There's a lot to unpack with that text right there. Um, yeah. They were willing to sell the farm for Watson, both of those teams, Carolina and Atlanta, in terms of draft capital. And so that's a fair point. You'd only have to give up two first-round picks, not three. What those two teams were not willing to do, they were not willing to do what Cleveland did. Yeah. And thus, why would you think they're willing to do that for Lamar Jackson? I, I think my guess is Deshaun Watson would have gone to Carolina or Atlanta 10 times before he'd gone to Cleveland if either of those teams had just said, we'll give you $230 million guaranteed. Right. Oh, yeah, 100%. The, the, the yeah. price of poker got too high for those teams. They weren't comfortable guaranteeing the money. Cleveland was, and so he's in Cleveland. So to, to include Carolina and Atlanta and say, why aren't they in on this? They're not in on this because they don't want to give in to Lamar Jackson's contractual demands, at least right, as of right, right now. Maybe that changes. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah, and as far as what somebody has accomplished, like, that's great. That's awesome. Then I don't know why Tom Brady's not out there getting a $230 million contract, yep. right? Yep. It's not about what you have accomplished. Remember... In that MVP season in 2019, which feels like a long time ago by now, in the last two seasons, Lamar Jackson combined hasn't equaled the number of touchdowns he had, whereas he doubled the amount of interceptions he had in that one season with a combined uh, performance from these last two years. Like He hasn't been the same guy, and there are reasons for that, but let, let's not pretend that he's coming off an MVP season or something. The other part of it, too, is that He's gotten more. He's gotten hit more than any other quarterback in the league since then. He's missed at least four games, you know, not including the ones he had to leave in the last two seasons. In each of the last two seasons, so he's been banged up. You could reasonably expect that Deshaun Watson is going to play in more games over the next four years than Lamar Jackson will. So I think there is an element of this where it, it, to some teams it feels like giving a running back his second contract, a guy that takes so much abuse and doesn't tend to age well anymore like running backs in the NFL. I think there is a little bit of that here. So it's not, it's not as simple as, wow, this guy won an MVP four years ago. Uh, why shouldn't he just get a better contract than Deshaun Watson? It's because they were paying Deshaun Watson for future value, and it was one team um, that did it. Like, uh, that, Sean, you made the best point, which is why are people acting like, oh, wow, the Browns did it. Why isn't everybody else doing it? Like, is that really how you want your team to operate? Right. Like to do everything that the Browns have done? Yep, exactly. Um, what do you think of the Daniel Jones deal? Four years, $160 million, $82 million guaranteed. How much? Yeah, it's, it's dumb like a lot of quarterback deals these days, but they can get out of it within a couple years. Um, I, like, frankly, they should have they made him play under the franchise tag. Um, I didn't, like, I don't. Teams got to, they all got to toughen up at some point. This is just absurd. They got to say, they've got no capacity. It's my generation. It's our fault. We've got no, we, we, you know, we've got no capacity for sticking it out, Sean. We were all raised by divorced parents, and that was the example that was set for us. We're like, oh, things get a little bit tough. You just leave. And yes, that's great. You should do that. But at, the first, at, at least give yourself a little bit of time. Can you be uncomfortable with your grouchy quarterback for a year? Sean, I've told you before, I, used, I played in locker rooms where guys brought guns to the locker room because they were so angry either to coach or another player. Wow. You know what happened? 
You take away the gun, you move on. It's not, you don't, you don't just all of a sudden say, oh my gosh, the sky is falling. Somebody's upset. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? Yeah. You go out and play football while people are upset. Oh no, God forbid somebody be upset then go out on a football field where they're allowed to actually hit other people. Oh, that would be the worst thing ever. Yeah, toughen up, NFL, you bunch of sissies. Well, especially Daniel Jones, who looked at times looked like he was closer to being out of the league than being a franchise quarterback. He had one year where he got the Giants to the playoffs, and that's it. And, and as you pointed out, Seth, he didn't even get the ball in the end zone all that much, which last yeah. I checked, that's the job of the quarterback. Is to, I know Davis Mills will tell you the job of the quarterback is to make sure your team is hanging around in the fourth quarter. Um, but the, really the job is to score touchdowns, which, as you've yeah. pointed out, Daniel Jones did not do all that much of that. Yeah, they, um, I, that, that was one of the, the – the thing that's maybe underappreciated about Tom Coffin because he had this reputation of being this military guy, like he wasn't a wannabe military guy at all because in the military you have actual total control over the people who are under you. In the NFL you don't. You know, like you gotta you gotta tolerate a certain level of disgruntlement and maybe sometimes guys being vocal about it because that's just the way it is. It's not a military situation. And uh, Coughlin had a great capacity for guys who are, you know, sometimes certifiable whack jobs freaking out and then just going on about their business. You know, you, you endure the little issue, you, you, you pat him on the back, and then you, you move on. Another reason I would be out on Daniel Jones is one of the reasons why I think a lot of listeners are also out on C.J. Stroud. We will tell you what that is next. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. We got a text earlier in the show to the Trailer Wheel and Frame text page. 6553 said he's out on CJ's, he or she, I don't know, it could be a woman. Uh, I'm out on CJ Stroud due to his chubby face syndrome. I understand this. C.J. Stroud does not have a face that invokes, uh, that, that inspires. To me, I think he's he's obviously got a lot of talent. Um, here is Chris Trapasso, NFL draft expert, on with Damon Amanda Lara of CBS Sports Radio, saying with a straight face of his own that teams, Baltimore in particular, actually have grades for quarterbacks' faces. Seeing Will Levis throw the football on Saturday, he... Whatever he's doing, he's doing something right because <laughs> okay. he looks like an NFL quarterback. <laughs> he has some big 
upper body that I think a lot of teams, they're scouting everything. They're looking at, uh, you know, giving face grades and the haircuts and how a player looks. Do they look like a franchise quarterback? From oh, that perspective, wow. I think Will Levis certainly passes the eyeball test. We're doing face grades now? Yeah, Daniel Jeremiah talked about that when he was with the Ravens, and he's been serious about it. He'll say it probably again during this pre-draft process, that they grade, some teams, grade quarterbacks by their face. Do they look like a franchise quarterback? And I think Will Levis does. Okay, I'm 100% here for face grades. I am a billion percent here for face grades. I agree that it scares me on C.J. Stroud. And Seth, just playing off of what we just talked about in the previous segment, I don't think the New York Giants looked hard enough at Daniel Jones's face before giving him four years, $160 million. He has a face that does not inspire to me. He looks like a Henry Rollins who, instead of being angry, is frightened. That's, uh, yes, he looks he's frightened. A, that is what he, he looks. He looks like Henry Rollins in need of testosterone therapy. Yes. Like if Henry Rollins had lost his testicles in a train accident when he was 12, that's what, that's what Daniel Jones would look like. Exactly yes. what I was thinking, yes. That's the, uh, if we were to... <laughs> um, you know what, though? This is a tough one because I feel like Tom Brady... Uh, baby fat Tom Brady might have failed the face test. He might have. He might have. Again, he was a little bit of a doughy-faced weirdo until he got all cleaned up and, and uh, metrosexual, you know? He did only go in the sixth round, though. Like, the facial, to me, That's the, true. The, you know, the facial <laughs> ju- grades are to prevent teams from making a catastrophic mistake with a high draft pick. It's, it's probably what ended up doing him in, ultimately. Right, 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 yeah. Well, yeah, if you think about the guys that who are guys that had... The guys who weren't drafted high, were they potentially, do- but maybe should have been? Like Aaron Rodgers. I could see Aaron Rodgers uh, scoring low in the face grade. Really? He always looks like he's tired. He's got that Vince Vaughn quality of always looking tired. Yeah, maybe. As of late, it's more and more. He looks kind of like a, he kind of looks like a recently divorced carpenter who's been working long hours, but also unable to sleep at night. So he's smoking like three packs a day. Right. Like that was, uh, that was his face grade coming out of Cal. Not to mention they suspected him. Uh, he might've been Antifa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that. Um, can I give you my Mount Rushmore of horrible quarterback faces across the last yes. 20 years or so? Uh, uh, for 20 years? Yes, yes. My, yes. my Mount Rushmore of horrible quarterback faces. Quarterbacks I would not have touched. Nor okay. extended in the case of Daniel Jones, based on their face. Okay. Uh, so we'll start with Daniel Jones. I've all year long as the Giants are winning football games, and any time they would flash in on Daniel Jones and zoom in on him, I look at him. I go, "How are they winning games with this guy at quarterback? He <laughs> yeah. looks. He looks like a deer in the headlights. He looks frightened, as you just right, said. Right. As you just said. So Daniel Jones, number one. Number two. You guys know this. Sam Darnold. Not not even frightened as much as just worried. Like very yeah. worried. Yeah, like his mouth never moves. His mouth is always just a straight line across yeah. his face. Like there's never a smile, there's never a frown, just a blank stare. Um, Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold has an exceptionally chunky face for a guy with his physique and a large mm-hmm. head and a kind of a chotch haircut thing going on a little bit at times. Um, Sam Darnold has been to me the poster child of why you don't draft a quarterback high based on their face. Yeah, so Sam Darnold number two. Number a lot of people, and that, that was um, I, I feel like that was an easy one too. That yeah. was, I mean, Tony Romo obviously didn't get drafted because he's got a punchable face. Yeah, like yeah. that was a, that was a mistake. Somebody should have drafted him higher, but uh, but a very punchable face, and likely why it got him uh, where he was. Okay, punchable face. 
Jimmy Clausen. Jimmy, oh, God, yeah. Jimmy Clausen yeah. does not pass the face test even close one he, bit. He's got that same Zach Wilson face. Yes. For the life of me, I don't know how people are looking at Zach Wilson and thinking like, oh, yeah, that's our leader of men. Right. This guy that looks like a, like a, like a spoiled only child whose mom never said no to him in his life. Like, like the kid who had all the best treats in his snack closet in a pool, uh, you know, at his house. And yet still you kind of felt like a whore going over there to right. like, be like, God, he's got a pool and he's always got the best fruit roll-ups, but God, this kid's annoying. And his That's da- Zach Wilson and Jimmy Claus. And his dad subscribes to Playboy. Yeah. That, yeah. His yeah. dad keeps like the Playboys in an accessible place. Stock, yeah. a pl- stack of Playboys in the closet. hundred percent. Right, right, right. I didn't put Wilson on here as my fourth face only because it felt lazy with Darnold and Clausen already on there. Wilson is kind of the love child of Clausen and Darnold in that he's he looks like Clausen and he got drafted by the Jets. So yeah. my fourth face is a little kind of different category. Jay Cutler. I would not have drafted Jay Cutler based on Jay Cutler's face. And his face is in a different category, but it yeah. does not pass the face test because he's just a DGAF about anything face. He's got that. That's why those smoking Jay Cutler memes were so funny and yeah. perfect. Where there would, people would Photoshop a picture of a cigarette dangling from Jay Cutler's face. And you're like, yeah, that's that's about right. He might as well be just casually having that, you know, that 1950s rebel. I don't care what uh, what the man says. Quarterback hang uh, or uh, a cigarette dangling from his face. Yeah, you know, that's a good call. He's got a little of the Aaron Rodgers thing, too, like a little too tired. Yeah, I always felt like Jay Cutler couldn't be trusted to to manage his diabetes. You know, like there's some kids that have diabetes and you're like, wow, that's awesome, man. I can't believe he's accomplishing these things athletically while having diabetes. But Jay Cutler was like, this, this guy's going into a coma Right, right, point. right. There's no, like, no way in hell he actually gives a damn enough to manage it properly. Two-thirds of the games he played and you're like, did he, did he take his insulin before the game? Yeah. Are we sure? Yeah. Are we sure? Yeah. Um, so those are my four. And the ironic thing about this, Seth, is that Unlike a lot of Mount Rushmore's, where Mount Rushmore's really become sort of the metaphor for my four big things, you know, the Mount Rushmore yeah. of movies, the Mount Rushmore of teams, the Mount Rushmore of pizzas, whatever. These are faces. We could actually make a Mount Rushmore out of these. How good? How good have you gotten? How good have you gotten with your photoshopping skills? Is there any way you could put together a Mount Rushmore facsimile with these four faces on it? I feel like my first effort which ironically enough was Daniel Jones throwing a pineapple uh, is still, it's still my best effort because one thing I learned about, one thing I learned about Photoshopping is that it doesn't get any less labor intensive, the better you get at it because you keep with every step when you realize like, Oh, I see more flaws. There's another feature that you can use to try to erase that flaw. So it's just a never ending. It's just a, it's a never ending, uh, miserable, staircase of just always needing to refine 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 so yep. yeah i haven't gotten that i could do a i could do a i guess a mount rushmore so it's almost like an ant it's like a concave mount rushmore it is of, yeah. of not good stuff it's a mount rushmore that for sure is getting graffiti on it you know, you know who by the way another guy that i feel like just didn't pass the face grade for me ever and it's taken him 10 long years to overcome it who? gino smith yeah yeah, yeah, there's something about Geno Smith where he's just like, that's just not my, that's just not my quarterback, man. Geno no, Smith, no, li- literally got punched in the face by a teammate. Yes, <laughs> and I don't think anybody would have like people wouldn't have punched various other great quarterbacks' no. faces. No, the reaction when Geno Smith had a teammate punch him in the face was, God, I wonder what he did. 
Can you imagine like trying to punch Cam Newton's face? You'd be like, gosh, my hand would probably like shatter into a million pieces. He has a perfect face. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Cam Newton is dashing. Cam Newton actually almost had too good a face to the point where it might have been a bad quarterback face because it was too good of a quarterback. Uh, like, uh, just like some, like a Zach Wilson, he's almost like a little too pretty. You know, yes. there was a, Cam was perilously close he's to that. He's model level handsome, no doubt. And I say that as a staunch heterosexual. Um, Lamar Jackson is, I'll just say Lamar Jackson is taking some on the text page right now based on the face test. That's all I'll say. Oh. Yeah. The text page doesn't see him as multiple people. Don't see he's him not Cam a, Newton. No, he's not Cam <laughs> Newton. There you go, Seth. That's a good way to put it. He's not Cam he's Newton. A- <laughs> uh, Carson Wentz is taking some on the text page, the face test. There's something about Carson Wentz. <laughs> Wentz is very punchable. <laughs> He just looks like such a bastard, doesn't he? Yes. He just, man. Oh, he looks like such a wise ass. He looks like, he looks like the wise ass that's not funny either. Like he's a wise ass in class and it's not even funny. The kids are only laughing because they're either kind of scared of him or they want him to throw him the ball more. He's uh, like the big obnoxious jerk at the back of the class. Yes. The kind of guy that like gives the science teacher a complex. <laughs> right. We, uh, had a, we had a science teacher, uh, seventh grade science teacher, this poor kid. This poor guy. I say kid. This poor guy. He was the nicest guy in the world, but he was just... He had no backbone whatsoever. Oh, really? And it was like there were there were various times like he got locked into like the lab closet what? during class. Are and they you serious? The teacher let him out. Yes, yes. By by Carson Wentz. <laughs> Carson Wentz did it. Or basically a guy that was a lot like the equivalent. Carson. I'm, right. I'm picturing this kid. I'm not going to say his name because because I'm pretty sure he'd hunt me down now. Uh, life did not treat him well later on. But yeah, he he locked. He locked Mr. McDonald in the lab closet um, and wouldn't <laughs> let him out. <laughs> and he wouldn't. And he would. I wasn't there for it. He wouldn't let anybody. Wouldn't let any of the other kids go for help. <laughs> he just. <laughs> wow. That's... Everybody acts like these kids these days are so bad. They, we just didn't have phones back then. This is. Uh... <laughs> that's, a, that's a hostage situation right there. Oh yeah, he falsely imprisoned Mr. McDonald. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> absolutely. He absolutely did. Uh, Jeff George on the text page, 0033. Jeff George, very punchable face. Uh, great yeah. arm, but very punchable face. Well, uh, Ryan Leaf, too. Ryan Leaf, not anymore. He's, he's changed himself around. But yeah. when he was a, he had, you know, Leonardo, Leonardo DiCaprio now at various times has that uh, kind of middle-aged guy who drinks a lot face. And he's yeah. lost his looks a little bit because he just, you can tell he has a good time. And uh, some guys just pack that on in their face. I feel like Ryan Leaf, when he was younger, had that face of a he guy did. that just drinks. He drinks a little too much, parties a little too much. He's not taking care of himself. At 19 years old. Yes, he did. Yes. All right. Uh, Payne and Pendergast with you. Um, final segment coming up. Oh, by the way, you're with John Harris tomorrow, Seth. So John, oh, okay. Yeah, so John Harris tomorrow. Wait, I thought I was with no, you're Sean John, Bajani. John Harris tomorrow, Sean Bajani Friday and Monday. Oh, I'm just a trollop. They're just passing. They're passing me around. you around. Yeah, passing me around like I'm a Lamar Jackson. They're passing you around. They're going to sign you to an offer sheet, and then you're going to we're going to see if anybody matches it. That's it. All right. Um, final segment coming up. Uh, Texans coordinators meeting with the media today. What are the what What are the big things we want to hear from Bobby Slowick and Matt Burke today? We'll talk to Brandon Scott in for John Lopez. We'll talk to Brandon Scott and Landry Locker about what's going on on the uh, on on in the loop. We do that next. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. All right, Payne and Pendergast with you on a uh, Wednesday. I'm done for the week after this segment. Uh, I'll be back on Tuesday. Uh, John Harris in for me tomorrow. So it'll be some good draft talk tomorrow for sure. Uh, and then uh, Sean Bajani Friday and Monday. I don't imagine some good draft talk on those shows too, but we know that the draft is like, that's Johnny's superhero power is, uh, is the NFL draft. So that'll be good. Um, looking, looking, forward to, uh, looking forward to heading up to NYC for the weekend. Um, yeah, I'm going to the wedding too. People have mistakenly thought that because you're going to be gone for in the next two days that uh, that I didn't get invited to the wedding. I totally got invited to the wedding. You're just not playing just hooky not, like I am. You're you're yeah, you're in not, it for the I'm cause. I'm not taking three days off of work for uh, <laughs> for a two hour event on Saturday night. Neither am I. I've planned several <laughs> other events while I'm up there. <laughs> um, so Bobby Slowick and Matt Burke are meeting with the media today. Seth, is there anything in particular you are looking to hear from? the Texans' two coordinators in their first meeting with the Houston media? I think um, is uh, I would like to – I mean, I'd love to hear how they're going to handle play-calling duties on defense. I don't think they're going to tell us. I think that's probably going to remain – that'll be something that's maybe to some people annoying because I think they'll probably follow the New England strategy on that, which is eh, nobody really needs to know exactly how we call the plays. So as long as things are going well – you don't worry about that. So hopefully things go well. And then other, other, otherwise people will get uh, kind of hot and bothered by it. I think with Slowick, I'd just like to hear a little bit more of his philosophy about like how they're going to figure out, you know, what are they going to be more like a Sean McVay style or, a, um, or like a Kyle Shanahan style. And Kyle Shanahan tends to be a little bit more old school and a little bit more bullying and bruising and mentality. Than, than Sean McVay, even though they run a lot of the same concepts in the same system. So, uh, but again, I don't know if we hear, we actually hear anything definitively. They'll say a lot of the stuff that everybody else has been saying, which is, hey, you, mo- you modeled the scheme to accentuate the abilities of the players you have. Yeah, I, um, what I'm most anxious for with Slowick is what clues or perceived clues he throws out there that people in our industry will then take and try to piece together which quarterback he likes the best. 
you know, he's he's going to get asked that. He's going to get asked, "What's your what do you look for in a quarterback? What's your you know, you were the passing game coordinator in San Francisco. You're the OC yeah. here now. Your team needs a quarterback. What do you look for in a quarterback?" And he's obviously not going to be specific about these particular quarterbacks by name or anything like that. But similar to what we did with Nick, where he told us, you know, kind of prioritized what he looks for. Um, these are very different quarterbacks. They're, they're, none of these guys are built the same, really. And I'm just looking really at the top three guys. Like Richardson is different than Stroud and Young. Young is different than both those guys. Stroud is more yeah. like the prototype. So, so what context clues get dropped that that we're able to go? Ah, okay. I think Slowick is a is a Stroud guy or a Young guy or whatever. Levis. Um... Levis, I guess you can kind of draw something from each bucket uh, uh, other than the the fact that he's more inaccurate than either of the top two guys. The accuracy seems to – accuracy is the big divide between these top four guys right yep. now. Stroud and Young uh, considered accurate, and the other two guys decidedly non-accurate. I feel like we, by doing the segment on faces with quarterbacks, yeah. I, feel like, I feel like we may have damaged whatever momentum C.J. Stroud had, had uh, accrued with the Texans fan base over the weekend. This seems to have scared a lot of people, the face test. The, the, the whole thing with Stroud, though, it's not – if you were just to look at a headshot, I don't think you would necessarily sense it or see it. Like, we're with Tony Romo, because remember, I bring up Tony Romo because it's not, it's not a 100% tell-all. Tony Romo has an awful quarterback face. He has a very punchable face, and yet he ended up being a, a, a very good NFL quarterback. Um, with C.J. Stroud, it's more the expression on his face yeah. than his actual face itself. Yeah. It's that constantly being worried uh, or concerned look on his face. I don't know like, if he what can... Are you, what are you about to tell me? Do you have bad news? Are you about to tell me bad news? Right, he does. I don't want to hear bad news. I do, I've never seen him smile. I don't know if he even has teeth, to be honest with you. Um, Brandon Scott and Landry Locker are uh, in studio here. They, uh, they've got you from 10 to 2 today. What's up, boys? What it do? How we doing? What it do? We're yeah. doing great, man. Yeah. So much great. stuff going Fantastic. on. Fantastic. There's a question of the day that we have. And this is it's interesting because I think it's going to be different for everyone. What does quarterback hell look like? Like what? What does quarterback hell look like? Okay. Does it look like the situation that the Texans are in? Does it look like? Because uh, to me, quarterback hell looks like what they got going on in New York right now. Yeah, that is that is hell to me. Yep. Uh, I would rather be in Indianapolis situation where you're just having to churn quarterbacks each year than I would Daniel Jones for four years. Yeah. So what does quarterback hell look like to you? We'll get into that. B. Scott's talking about Indianapolis. What if they got in on this Lamar Jackson thing? Oh. Got a lot to get into. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. yeah, the Lamar Jackson thing is, is interesting. By the way, Crosstalk is brought to you by D&M Leasing. Um, so the scenarios with Lamar, because Lamar Jackson's non-exclusive franchise tag came down after you guys were off the air yesterday. Correct, right? yeah. Okay, yeah. so how, how are we handicapping this thing here? What, what do you think? There's all the teams that's saying they're not interested in Lamar. Half of whom I think are interested, but just not for two hundred plus million dollars. Well, that's the thing that confused me about it is because some of the more obvious ones were the ones that came out. Like Atlanta seemed like a perfect fit. Miami, and there was some news the other day about Miami maybe still being interested in Tom Brady yep. and, and all of that. So, like there there are a lot of moving parts. But for me, like from a Texan standpoint, this Lamar Jackson thing, I'm trying to figure out what what scares me more. The, the Colts going and getting Lamar Jackson or them jumping the Texans to get the number Ooh, one Ooh, that's a good pick. one. That's like, a good what, one. Like, which one would bother you more as a Texans fan and which one would scare you more as a Texans Ooh. fan? I, I've been trying to work through that since last night. I would say, uh, boy, that is a great question because there's there are two very different scenarios. You know what I mean? Like, it's a, it's a good topic. In his prime quarterback. Yeah, okay. Very good topic. Yeah, okay. 
Um, I was um I was going. The other thing about the Lamar Jackson thing that we kind of just touched on very late in the show was that you know people are pointing out that these teams are saying they're not in on Lamar Jackson. You know, well, look at what Deshaun Watson got. You have to remember that a lot of teams said they weren't in on Deshaun Watson either. And it was, um, yeah, for other purposes, a lot of teams really wanted to distance themselves from Deshaun Watson. But ultimately, it only ended up being four teams that were super serious in Deshaun Watson. So I think there, 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 there's still time, plenty of time for A, some teams to be interested in Lamar Jackson, and B, for some of those teams that claim they're not interested in uh, Lamar Jackson to end up being interested in Lamar Jackson. Um, absolutely. Are you, uh, are you guys anxious for um, Bobby Slowick we or are. Matt Burke? We okay, are. Very much so. Okay. Because I want to hear an offensive coordinator that sounds like he knows what he's talking about. I want to, I, like, the nerdier the better, because you listen to Pep Hamilton, it was all coaches speak. Yeah. You never got anything from him. Uh, Bill O'Brien, it was just blow hard. Uh, whatever the hell he was talking about. And Tim Kelly was all mumble, mumble rap, as the kids say these days. <laughs> so I want to, I want to see, I want to hear like someone who just sounds like he has some sort of philosophy. He stands for something. Okay. And I'm just glad that we don't have to ask the question that in the loop was asking all off season and into the preseason. What is a Pep Hamilton offense? Yeah. I feel like at least going into this, we know what a Bobby Slowick offense is. What is, is. the answer to that question because, now, by the way? Now yeah. That we know. I just still don't feel good about it. Still don't feel good about the answer. You know what I mean? Like, I, I remember tr- coming on this show and trying to explain it and, and at the end of the segment being like, I don't think I really explained it at all. <laughs> and I try, I try my damnedest to do it. So I feel better at least knowing the answer to that question. And now we can ask follow-up questions like, what is what is an ideal Bobby Sloyd quarterback look like? Yeah. What's the adjustment going to be for the QB offensive talk. line? Yeah, I mean, we can just we can get into it. Like, it's we're starting. We have an initial starting point that is better off than we were a year ago. Uh, text message 4149. I'm going to New York City, uh, leaving in like three hours to go to New York City. Oh, wow. Text message says, go see a beautiful noise in NYC. Well worth it. Uh, guess what we are going to see on Thursday night? A beautiful noise. Oh wow! Yeah, we're going to see it on Broadway. Look at you. Yeah, Look yeah. At you, man. Yeah. you are we're, fancy. We're up in the. Wow. We're like in the second to last row oh, of the mezzanine. Wow. So chill what out. Is that three three bills each? No, three no, bills each. No, not even a bill each. Okay. What, what really? Is that? That's a that's a Neil Diamond musical. It is a Neil Diamond oh, musical. God. Yeah. Is Neil Diamond in it, or is it? Um, no, I don't think is, so. <laughs> is he dead? Boy, I don't know. That's a good question. Oh, okay. <laughs> I love his but it's music. All, it's featuring Neil Diamond's songs. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. I like is it Neil just, Diamond. Okay. Yeah. I, I love how Sean is going to go see uh, a Broadway show. And he's like, "Well, we're the second to last row of the mezzanine. Not not that big. Not that big of a deal. It's, a deal, man. It's, it's still pretty it's fancy. Deal. Still a pretty Look fancy outing. Okay. What's, I'm in New York. When yeah. in Rome? Yeah. 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 Not a damn Broadway. Yeah, show. I ain't mad at you. Broadway's for man. clowns. Go to theater in Houston. Broadway, he's got there's gonna be people on flip flops there and everything. Yeah. That's there's nothing fancy about it you gotta you, you go down to the theater district in houston if you want some neil diamond's still with us 82 years old but still kicking there you go uh, I'll, get, right. I'll go see it when he's dead okay <laughs> good enough in houston i'm going while he's alive the and the hobby. ticket prices are still low uh yeah. seth antibodies to you have fun the next few days <laughs> and, oh yeah antibodies. i'll see you yes, at the wedding yes, John. Yeah. yes all right good we'll dance i can't wait all right we're done i'm gonna he's- dance as a way to it just to, so you can make J- uh, amy jealous <laughs> she'll come up and Glove slap me. It's going to take you back. Black eye. Uh, There you go. Uh, We're done. We're out of time. In the Loop is up next. Uh, We'll see you. I'll see you on Tuesday, everybody. Seth will see you tomorrow. This man let me go into a studio and shout into a can, (laughs) and then they put it into, they put it on a disc, and it came music. Okay, picture this. 
It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.